Good morning, beautiful people. Happy hump day. No, I'm lying. What day of the week is it? <laughs> I guess October 15th. It's Thursday. OMG. It's actually Wednesday when I'm recording this. I am currently in the Marriott in Topeka, Kansas. I didn't make it quite as far as I would have liked last night. And that's quite all right. That was part of my thinking last night and this morning is giving myself a little grace even when it comes to getting as far as I want. I think yesterday or the day before we talked about King Baby and perfectionism being part of it. And I was thinking about how I'd have to rush, rush, rush to get exactly where I want to go. And I just had to let that go today. You know, I'll get there when I get there. I left myself plenty of time for my next stop and I want to enjoy the ride. So I I've really had to talk myself off the ledge this morning about rushing and, you know, I'm trying to get to Nashville and Nashville's a fun happening place. And one of my friends that I'm meeting there, you know, is like, oh, well, if you get there early, you can go out and make sure you get a room down by downtown and blah, blah, blah. And I was putting my pressure on myself that I didn't really need or want. So now I've reframed it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to make sure I record and visit with you guys. And then I'm going to go to the car wash and get my car cleaned because it's got dead bugs everywhere. And I'm going to take my time. And when I get to Nashville tonight, I'm probably going to work a little instead of going out. And that's okay too. So the same thing happened mentally with being with you guys every day. I was thinking about it. Like that's maybe part of my perfectionism too, is wanting to make sure I don't miss a day out of this book with the daily readings. And Obviously, it's not perfect. We haven't been completely 100% on schedule. I wish it was we were releasing, you know, before everybody woke up in the morning. But I haven't been able to keep true to that. But I'm, I'm still showing up. And this is a lot like recovery, right? It's going to never be perfect all of the time. And instead of beating myself up and letting the voices in my head win, I just forgive myself and go with the flow and... Yeah, just here we are. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be in a place where I'm sitting outside the hotel going, well, thank you, morning. Thank you, universe. Thank you, sun. Like, instead, I would have my crabby pants on, probably. So I'd much rather be in a place of gratitude today and every day than in a place where I let those voices win. So those are kind of some of my thoughts this morning. I've been up a whole, you know, hour, ran out and got some good coffee yeah, I don't even know that it's all kicked in yet. So so what do we got for a reading today? Samuel Johnson says, a man should keep his friendships in constant repair. Learning to enjoy the company of loving friends gives life meaning. Coming to value ourselves enough to select friends who give as well as take is a blessed experience. Knowing that we deserve love, we are able to relax and let those special people in our lives do lovely things for us. There was a time when I didn't feel good or comfortable to receive attention, praise, or presence. We thought we didn't deserve it. We thought that to be loved, we must give, not receive. The very thought of glowing in someone else's attention and love was an uncomfortable idea, almost embarrassing. But today, real friendship asks that we learn to receive as well as give. Otherwise, our friend is robbed of the pleasure of loving. 
The same is true in our spiritual growth. It is important to love God as it is to let him love us. Today, help me learn to receive as well as give. This was such a hot topic for me last year with receiving gifts and this receiving love part and receiving what friends can give us is so crucial. And the reading explains why. You know, why do we struggle to take a compliment or praise or support? Is it because we don't feel valued by it? I think that was the case for me for a long time. Well, let me tell you what happened yesterday. And then I'll tell you a little story about an example of this. So yesterday, one of my friends was, well, two nights ago, I was on the phone with her and, you know, we were talking conversationally. We don't really compare calendars or anything, but she had said that she had a two hour appointment. And the next day, she had also referred a book to me. And as I was listening to the book yesterday, it was saying that a way to meet your initial coaching clients, you know, which is part of what we both do was to block out two hours on your calendar so you can spend some good quality time coaching them. And she had made reference to a two-hour meeting. So when I listened to this book, I was like, oh, she's talking to a client. And as the day went on yesterday, we we chatted about it. And sure enough, she was with the client and stuff. And the meeting went very, very well. And afterwards, I said to her, I said, well, why didn't you tell me that you know, you had this client and stuff and she wanted to see how it went. And she was a little nervous and understandably, it all makes sense. And I get the same way too. Like you want to see how things work out before you share the news. So the message I sent to her was something like, well, you know, congratulations. I think that that's great. And I understand the privacy piece, but I told her, I said, you robbed the opportunity for me to cheerlead for you and support you in this. You know, like we had spent a couple hours on the phone the night before and I would have loved to get her, you know, fired up for this meeting. Not that she needed any more firing up, but I wanted to be a good friend and be excited with her. And I I just didn't until afterwards. I could celebrate with her after, but that's what came to mind as I read this reading. And the other one, the other example is I can remember I was hanging out with this fella and It was a really, I don't know why I remember this moment because I was probably drinking, I'm guessing. But I remember him telling me I was pretty. And right around the time that he did this, I must have heard something about compliments and how we should just take them gracefully. And that as women, especially, we tend to almost argue, you know, oh, no, I'm not. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm blah, blah, blah. Oh, but I have this pimple. Whatever it is, those things, our negative voices tend to fall out of our heads when someone gives us a compliment. And I can remember in this this moment that he said, you're, you know, you're pretty. And I was like, well, thank you. And I just said, thank you. And that was it. And I think it's probably because it's the first time I ever received a compliment in that way, like mindfully received a compliment in that way. And he must have picked up on that on some level because he had said expressed the same kind of thinking like, wow, like I appreciate that you just said thank you and didn't argue with me or, you know, like have the negative response. So that was pretty interesting. So that would be today's challenge for you. If someone gives you a compliment, 
how are you handling it? Are you just saying thank you? Or do those voices creep up and want to be like, no, or like the negative self-talk fall out of your head out loud? Part one is be mindful of it if you get a compliment. Part two is just be gracious. And then back to the friendship part, it really is true. If you're someone who needs help, let's take it to the extreme level. And I don't know why this is a hot topic for me this week. So let's say you're at the extreme level and you're you're depressed and sad and struggling and you know, you just don't know what to do. You ultimately have a couple choices, right? You can suffer in silence and then who knows what the result is, you know, usually when we're in a dark place it gets darker and darker if we don't do anything about it. Or you can reach out and ask for help from your friends. So let's make it even scarier. I don't know destructive behavior. So let's say let's say you were gambling or drinking or whatever to deal with this dark place instead of calling a friend. And you get either either you overdo it, let's say you were drinking and you drink and drive and you get killed or you gamble and you don't see any other way out and you're suicidal and you never gave your friend a chance to let you know how important they are or to try to help you. You're robbing other people. You're robbing other people in that case. You're robbing the people that care about you. And that's why I'm such a proponent for making sure that we act accordingly and we let all those other people know that we do care about them. So that way, if someone is struggling or they're in a dark place, and I didn't mean to go quite as extreme as, you know, death, But it's important that we think about it. It could be the same position with a relapse. You know, we all talk about, we know when we're going to relapse. We all know. We're usually planning and we know that we could pick up the phone and we just never do. Like when, when our minds are set on gambling, we just go gamble. We don't call for help as a general rule. Now, I want to change the dialogue around that. And I want it to be okay to pick up the phone. And I want us to feel like we're worth picking up the phone. Because I think there might be two different things in there. There's gambling to cope and not wanting to ask for help because you want to just go cope and you think that that's a better way. So if we lay the foundation down to knowing that picking up the phone or going for a walk or all those other things help us cope before we get to the bet, the drink, the drug, the whatever it is versus, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh my God, it's okay. (laughs) So if we call for help, we can get ourselves out of it. If we don't do the work on the front side before that moment comes of coping and we don't keep our connection strong and we don't, you know, if we're not transparent about gambling or our feelings or whatever, we might not pick up the phone and ask for that help that we need. And maybe we still gamble. Who knows? If we can get ourselves, our heads wrapped around that idea that if we're connected when we are having a time of struggle, that we can get the resources, maybe we wouldn't relapse or maybe we wouldn't go to that extreme place. In one of my gambling communities, we blamed the addiction. Oh, the addiction, you know, like I gambled because I couldn't not gamble is one of the sentences. And I get that. And I feel like it's a good way to explain to a newcomer 
that it's true. Like the addiction is that powerful and we do feel out of control and that there are times that it feels like we couldn't not gamble because when we want to gamble, we want to gamble. And that's why together, if we practice the stuff that we talk about every day, and again, it's not going to be perfect. We just practice and and our skills will come the more we practice and the more self-aware we are. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe we take back the power from the addiction. And I know I totally got a little off topic there, but that's why it's important to let people in. And I think if we gave people, I think it's kind of like this cycle because it says here, coming to value ourselves enough to select friends who give as well as take is a blessed experience. Knowing we deserve love, we are able to relax and let those people in our lives to do lovely things for us. So let's say you're not feeling worthy of good friendships right now. What if you work on the relationships and the friendships, even though you don't believe it and see what happens, like, because you are, you are worth it. You are worthy of good relationships. Your life is valuable. And again, I'll tell you that. So I'm blue in the face so that you know that it's important. And maybe you don't believe it yet, but maybe by staying connected and being aware of it, Maybe you can realize that on your own terms and your own time. And again, it's going to take practice. And let us not be selfish. Let us not rob people of the opportunity to see us for who we are, to get to know us. Now, I realize that some of my audience, most of my audience are, and I I don't want to put labels on us as much, but if we're addicts, we know how to manipulate We know how to get our way. We know how to be resourceful, not for the good. So when I'm telling you this, I'm asking you to mindfully think about that as well. When you are working on your relationships, don't call because you need something. There's a big difference here. And yeah, I'm being a little, a little real because as people dealing with people in addiction, they don't want to be used and abused either. So you have to be doing the right things and you have to have the right motives. I'm not saying get chummy chummy with everybody and let them help you in a way that carries you or that's like a bailout. Don't do that. Like you're robbing yourself and you're ruining relationships and you're damaging the people that want to love you and support you if you abuse it. So I'm going to call that out. And yeah, it may not be popular, but, and you may not even know, (laughs) Like I really believe that there are people that can manipulate and do things that are harmful to other people that maybe they don't even know on some level. They're just so not in a good place that they're not even aware of it. And I don't want to say it's not their fault, but I want to say that it's work to understand it. I didn't realize how manipulative I was. I knew at the time I was manipulative with my husband. I knew how to push his buttons. I knew how to get to the casino. I knew how to, whether it was pick a fight and go or get him on my side to go or give him enough reason to let me go. That's not how you show up for a loving relationship, especially with your spouse. You know, it's it's not twisting it or hiding things or justifying any old reason to get to the casino. So... Of course, that leads to, you know, the lying and sneaking when you stop manipulating, I guess, or at least that's how it works. But anyway, I think you hear my point. 
Let's not manipulate those people. Let's really just embrace our friendships. I'm finding on my trip that I I don't know if it's reaffirming. It's not like I didn't know. All right, there's two schools of thought, right? I tell you, and I believe this, like we're not as important as we think we are. And when I say that, I mean, not everybody's going to watch my Facebook every single day to care my every move I make, right? Or when I disappeared to rehab for 30 days, not everybody even noticed I was gone. So people just get stuck in their own lives, you know? And and when I tell people to be transparent about their gambling, people aren't going to go home and go, oh, well, Bobby's a gambler. This changes my opinion of her, blah, blah, blah. Like we're not that important. However, bebopping along and spending the time with the people that I've been choosing to spend time with, I know it's like a validation of I am important enough for people to work their schedules with me, to meet in groups if need be, to let me stay at their houses, to have these conversations that are very powerful. And we have a choice, guys. Like I didn't show up in the world this way, having open conversations about the ugly as well as the good. I'm not superficial anymore. And that shows and people are letting me know that it shows and that they value that. Not so much in words, but in their actions or in their cheerleading. Like I'm not robbing anyone the opportunity to cheerlead for me right now. I don't need anything other than happiness. So if they're happy for me, that makes me happy. But if they're happy for me, they're happy on some level, right? And hopefully I'm setting a good example. And part of my... I really struggle with humility, guys. Like I keep thinking that I need to appear more humble than I'm feeling. And I know I'm totally going off the path here, but I keep worrying about this. And this is another thing that I'm working on because you know what? I don't need to dumb it down. I really am having a good life and I fucking earned my good life and I'm proud of my good life. And even even just talking to one of my friends last night, on the phone, he's like, oh yeah, you got it made. Well, yes and no. I mean, I feel like I do have it made, but I'm making it this way. Like in his case, um, he's dating someone who for many, many conversations, we've talked about how if you're going to be in a relationship, you have to feel that like passion, like you want to run home to that person or you're excited by them or or like that whole honeymoon phase. Um, and, and sexual chemistry. And we talk about this all the time. And now here he is a few months in with a girl and he's attracted to her, but he doesn't have this passion and chemistry. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like you told me that this is your value and you're breaking your value. And now you're impacting another person. And, and why are you selling yourself short? Like if you're saying that you want passion and chemistry and that excitement, then why are you being impatient or why are you shortchanging yourself just to not be lonely, right? And these are some of the values we really have to look at, guys, not just relationship values, but what are our core values? I believe and I will be and I will do everything in my power to live my best life. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle when it comes to finances, relationships. Like it's okay, that I don't have a guy right now. I don't need a guy to complete me unless that guy lights me up where, you know, I blush when I look at the phone because I just am not excited for a text. 
Like, that's the kind of guy I want. I don't want a guy just to have a guy. That doesn't work. That doesn't give me ultimate, complete, ooh-la-la excitement. And I'm not going to settle for less. I settled I settled so many years in my casinos settling for numbness. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm not going to allow people, places, and things, you know, I'm not going to allow anything to impact that. If it's something that takes away from my joy, which if I had just a random guy just for the sake of a random guy, that's robbing me of my joy because it's more work. It doesn't align with my values. It doesn't feel good in my gut. So that can be applied to everything. Our jobs, right? Like I just left my job because it wasn't fulfilling to me. It was once upon a time. I mean, I love the people at that company and I loved the industry I was in. I loved the suppliers. I loved my customers. You know, the floral managers were my customers and my customers were my customers. But after a while, it wasn't that way. I wasn't able to operate at my full capacity. So it wasn't fulfilling. So now, now I'm in a space where I get to help not only people who are struggling with all things addiction, now I'm getting to help entrepreneurs in my new journey. That gets me excited. Here I am planning to goof off for this road trip and I'm I'm working almost every day and not just the podcast, but I'm taking calls and I'm learning and I'm showing up for classes. And that's not because I have to. I could have blown everything off, but it lights me up and it gives me joy to connect and to learn and to be inspired by the people in my world now. I think even though the the message in the reading today is about receiving from other people the love and being gracious, I'm going to remind us as well to be gracious with ourselves and give ourselves gifts as well. And just a reminder, the assignment or the thing that I want you to focus on from today's reading is if someone gives you a compliment, just say thank you and be gracious about it. No ifs, ands, or buts, like literally no ifs, ands, or buts, as well as be mindful of what's going through your head when someone does give you a compliment. And guys, I know it's hard. It's hard. Somebody tells us we're beautiful or that we're worth it. I mean, do you cringe every time I tell you that you're worth it? Do you believe me? I'd imagine it has to do with your state of mind. Because it's not any less true when I say it. It would only feel less true depending on our state of mind when we hear it. And it took me a long time to believe it and hear it and feel it. And, And I know that everyone out there has a shot at that and then feeling it. And then once you take the power back and you know that you're worth it, you're worth a life without fucking gambling. Like you're worth spending, you know, I just spent a hundred bucks to be in a room for about eight or nine hours to sleep and shower and talk to you. I'm worth spending that hundred bucks on myself because I am. (laughs) Like I just am. I don't even need to validate it anymore. I just need to know it's okay. I'm worth the two new pairs of biking gloves I bought myself yesterday. And guys, this isn't a money conversation, a money worth it. This is just flipping the script to why would I not give me things that take care of myself. I preached to you self-care. I needed sleep. I got some good sleep. I didn't sleep in my car like in my gambling days. In my gambling days, I never would have bought a room for a hundred bucks. That's a hundred dollars of gambling money. I would have fucking slept in my car as unsafe and uncomfortable as that was. So I wouldn't have been taking care of my body or my mind. I wouldn't be... There was something else that 
by, oh, the biking gloves. I wouldn't be riding a bike if I was gambling. So I wouldn't need the gloves. I would have never bought the bike. I would have never bought the gloves, you know, like, so those are the things that are, that make it worth it. And when our body feels good, it's easier to feel good, to accept those compliments. And when our mind feels good, it sets ourselves better to receive from our friends. So it's all one big circle. I know I, I really let this get away, this topic and my enthusiasm this morning. And uh, I'm glad though. I'm, I hope that you got some value from this. I hope that you will practice. Please practice. Yeah, like, guys, you're worth it. I'm worth it and you're worth it. And it's a beautiful world we're living in. And the sun came up and we have breath and we have water and we have things. And I'm just very grateful. I hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you soon.